Check one, two, check one, two. Mommy on the rocks. Casey Chops, make sure you mm -hmm. follow us on Instagram at MIA on the rocks. Follow us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Today's guest, someone in the DJ family, Dre Sinatra in the building. What's up, Pop? Thank you, you for feeling? Having me. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, thank you for pulling up, man. For the people that don't know, I've been trying to get Dre on the podcast for a minute. Uh, growing up, being in the DJ game, coming up in the game here in Miami. Whenever you know you have different cities and 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 a DJ will come to mind. You know, you think of New York. You, you there's DJs that come to mind. You think of Atlanta, um, so on and so forth. And whenever coming up in the DJ game, you've thought of the West. I'll say the West Coast in general, not even just LA, bro. When you think of when over here on the East Coast, we're like, yo, who are some dope West Coast DJs, bro? Dre Sinatra is always the one to come up first. You know what I mean? Love. Yeah, bro. So. Um, you've been doing your thing on the West Coast for a minute, bro, on radio, in the clubs. Um, for the people that don't know, you're a Ty Dolla Signs DJ. That too, yeah. Yeah, man. So um, you're all over the place. You're here at, uh, DJing at 11 tonight. You hold residencies at Live and um, 11, right? Yep. Rotating yep. like guest spots, monthly, bi-monthly type stuff. Dope. Yeah. And you're all over the world with Ty. You know, tell me you're going to Asia, mm -hmm. you've done the Europe thing. Um, so first and foremost, thank you for pulling up, bro. We got a lot of DJs that um, listen. And so I guess it's only right we go through a little bit of your story, you know. Um, talk about me. Uh, talk about it, bro. Uh, you're on the West Coast. You were born in? North Hollywood. Okay. Dope. North Hollywood. Born and raised North Hollywood, Palmdale, but mainly North Hollywood, then really started DJing in Palmdale and then moved back to North Hollywood. Got you. So, what, what I mean, being raised in Hollywood, that's fair. I feel like that's, that's like saying being raised on South Beach, uh, kind of like, you know, like, is it? Well, no, it's like the outside. So, it's like <clears throat> over the hill is like North Hollywood and Palmdale's even further. So, Palmdale's like 45 minutes outside. Oh, so, okay. it's kind of like a big contrast. It's like where I lived was like the last city in LA, basically. Oh, shit. So, it's like in its own world. Yeah. It's like it's, Basically, you move out there because your family, like I come from middle class family, so it's like they want to have a big house, mm -hmm. yard, so you move far away. But it's mm. like the last city in L.A. Got you. Which kind of made me who I am, I feel like. It's yeah. Like, it's like gritty. I feel like super gritty. So I feel like I wouldn't be who I am and where I'm at without being there. Because I would say if you can make it there, out of there, mm -hmm. you can make it anywhere in the world. Yeah. And you, you know what, Dre, like... You, I feel like you embody, because I mean, a lot of DJs, I guess, and the way I see it is like a lot of DJs on the West Coast, they don't really like embody LA to me. Like, what, like when I think of you, I th it's almost like, obviously you're not local, but I think of you as like your style is very Cali, like very right. West Coast, you know? For sure. What, um, uh, what, like, what got you into DJing? Like, Honestly, I wanted to play music, like instruments, drums, and like my mom and dad wouldn't let me do it. Mm -hmm. So like I was noticing, like I'm always listening to music. I love hip hop. Like one of the first music videos I ever saw was uh, Malcolm McLaurin, Buffalo Gals, and Planet Rock. Shit. So like there was like a lot of b-boy shit going on in there, mm -hmm. like breakdancing, graffiti, like all the elements. I was like, this is my shit. Like mm -hmm. that, that's what I want to do. I don't know if I'm going to be a breakdancer, a rapper, one of the elements, but I was like, I got into all the elements and like DJing was just like my thing. Like mm -hmm. I just gravitate to the music, wanted to mix music, selling mixtapes, putting together mixes and just like starting to realize like, dang, I could do this for people. Like I have like a good little taste of music. Like, yeah. And that's kind of what like got me into wanting to DJ. Well, what were kind of like the artists that you looked up to, you know, back then? Because you've seen the whole evolution of like how the West Coast has evolved. Right. What, what, like coming up for you, who were the type of artists that you were like, you know, in high school listening to or like 
who kind of held the crown for you? Obviously, like Snoop and Dre and shit. I, honestly, Mob Deep was my shit. I oh, can't really? Tell, like, I, I was a kid in school, like, bumping, like, Mob Deep, Wu-Tang, like, you know what I'm saying? Jizza. Gotcha. Like, that was me. Like, the West Coast shit is cool, but I just don't feel like I could relate to it because, like, I wasn't into, like, gangster shit. Like, oh. that's not me, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm more into, like, hearing people like Nas paint pictures about New York because mm -hmm. I was, like, fantasizing of, like, Ooh, I want to go to New York. I want to live in New York. Hip hop. Mm -hmm. This is where it's from. So like that gravitated more to me. Like you gotcha. couldn't tell me shit about Mob Deep in the '90s. Like I was like the third member in my mind. Like that was <laughs> that's my funny. Shit. That's how I feel about Dipset, bro. That was like but, my shit. Yeah. Damn, bro. So like what what? Because you know when you think of the biggest clubs in 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 Hollywood, um, you think of the stuff that you've done. You know what I'm saying? But for you, like I like I was saying before, I feel like you you do like the Hollywood like. Like industry shit, like where the celebrities are gonna be at, kind of the equivalent of South Beach shit over here. Yeah. And I feel like you're one of the few that can do that and then also do like, you know, the, the strip clubs over there and do like the real street shit as well. Absolutely. You know? What, how did you find that balance, like, you know, of being able to do both worlds? Well, with the strip club thing, like, I wanted to do something like a New York style strip club in LA. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I went to New York, I was like, how can I bring this back to LA? So we're, me and you have a conversation where it's not like a traditional circle, like diamond to the dance floor. Yeah. It's like, nah, we're just going to come DJ and we're going to do our thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be like the regular strip club where they have girls. Right. It's going to feel more like a club. Exactly. More like some booby trap type shit in LA. And like there wasn't anything like that at the time. Mm -hmm. It was all like traditional strip club. Mm -hmm. A dude just calling names and like me. I was like, nah, I'm going to DJ. I'm not going to call no names. The girls are just gonna dance, and that's mm -hmm. what it is. So, like, that's why I think difference differentiates that from like, if I was just doing a regular strip club, I don't think it would be the same. Right, if that makes sense. To right, because you. you're more like in like part of the machine. You can't really. It's hard to like really. You can't do you. you yeah, know what I'm saying with this is like no. I'm doing me. I'm not playing any songs. You want to hear? You want to hear something? Tip me. 300, 200 bucks, mm. whatever it is. Like, that's how I am. Like, you may think I'm an asshole, but I'll tell Dancer, like, look, I'm not over there asking you for free dances, right? So don't fucking come ask me yeah. for something for free. If I play the song, I'm going to play it and it's going to play, get played. When it gets played, if not, go tell them 200 bucks. I'll break some bread with you. And yeah. I'll play the song. Bro, the strip club hustle is a different type of hustle. You can make some money. Shout out to my brother, Bodega Flea, bro. He be putting me on. He Because I've been invited into that world so many times. And they tell me, like, bro, you're basically a ringleader for, like, 50 girls, bro. Facts. Yeah. So you can, there's so many little side hustles. Yo, you don't want to dance? Pay me this. You want a song? Pay me this. Like, it's not. To cut the line, too. Like, oh, you want to get back on main stage? Because such and such here. 500, like shit like that. Like, yeah, bro. It's like, because usually when you DJ, you just, you know, you're going to rock the club and get paid. You know what I mean? But over in the strip club, it's like there's so many little micro hustles you could do within like you getting paid regularly. Like shit is crazy. You could really make money in there. Like Last night, as a matter of fact, I was DJing in Hollywood. Like I probably made at least like 1,500 in just tips and just like people shout me out, crazy. play this song for me. It's like normally I don't even take bread to play songs. Is that... It's something that I'm gonna already play. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But in this one situation, it was like a TV network that did like this big spin. So the promoters told me ahead, like, yo, we're gonna need you to play these songs. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do it for y'all because I fuck with y'all. And at the end of the end of the night, like they kept just giving me three, five, two, one. Crazy. Just like by the end of the Crazy. night, I'm like, shit, like Damn. this ended up being good. 
But then, but, but you know what it is? I guess if I was in LA, the strip club thing wouldn't bother me because you get home a little earlier. The thing is, if you're going to be a strip club DJ over here, bro, you're getting home at 7 a.m. Yeah, no, this is at 2 a.m. I'm done at 2 a.m. I might wait 30 minutes for some tips, but I'm not going to be there to the end. Like, See, I like that. See, I could do, see, I could do strip club over there on the West Coast. Um, I feel like there's benefits to that 2 a.m. shit, bro. Over here, when the, when, when, when the pandemic happened and clubs were closing at 2 and at midnight and shit, I was like, yo, I could kind of get used to this shit. Like... <laughs> You know, still, um, we're spoiled though because it's like people get to the club at like twelve thirty, and mm-hmm. the club's over at two for the most part. So it's like you got that short one hour and a half window of like boom, 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 boom. And people. as a DJ, it kind of is dope sometimes because you just think like, damn, if I get on at twelve thirty, I just gotta go hard for an hour and a half. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I, and I've always said that about like I guess Miami DJs and, and, and you know what? Let me ask you, bro. Since you come, you back bounce back and forth a lot. To you, what is the difference between an LA DJ and I guess a Miami DJ? What? How would you compare the different style? Oh, shit, what's the difference between LA and Miami? Did I feel like West Coast DJs traditionally don't talk on the mic as much? Got you. And I feel like you well, guys we didn't like a, either. It was new for us. Like we adopted the New York style maybe like eight years ago. It was never like that. Yeah, and I feel like that got bigger now everywhere. But I feel like I don't know. Miami DJs are pretty solid to me. Like there's certain cities where I'm like, and but I haven't met any whack Miami DJs. Like for the most part, like cats like you, Don Hot. Like when I come out here, like I'll be like, damn, I want to check in. Even like my boy Junior. Um, who else is another cat? Feezy, uh, different cats. Yeah, yeah, like everybody's yeah. cool. Like everybody's yeah. solid. Like I, I always, I got respect for Miami DJs and what they do. Like they, you guys are good with the big rooms, and like that's mm-hmm. a, that's like dope to see. Because in LA, there's not too many big room clubs, so you guys handle like the big rooms good, mix super solid, like just all around. Yeah. Good. Well, over here, I mean, damn. What would you consider big room over here? Just eleven in 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 live. Yeah, like that's considered really? like big room. There's me. only two. I'm trying yeah. to think what, well, what before there was like story. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else is would you consider big room nowadays in Miami? Just those two stories gone. Maybe a mansion is trying to open back up, but I wouldn't count that yet. I guess they do little shows here and there, but like Winwood. Are you? I don't know if I would consider anything big room in Winwood. Oh, maybe the Hard Rock. You could you could say Dare's yeah, big Dare. room. But yeah, about that's about it. How how is the trajectory right now for for the West Coast as far as clubs and nightlife goes? It's just a lot smaller stuff. Um, there's meant like a supper club no more. Like for the most mm-hmm. part, I think they're gonna open something again, like where One Oak is at in Sunset. But everything is like smaller, mm-hmm. loungy type. Feel. How you feel about that? I don't mind it to be honest with you. Sometimes I think the smaller clubs are doper. Mm-hmm. Like the like the little weird vibes are cool. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I can go get my fix in Miami and Vegas and do the big rooms. Yeah. And, like, when I come home, it's, like, a whole different vibe. I actually get spoiled when I come to, like, Miami, Vegas, because I feel like the production is better. Like, the lighting. Yeah. The sound guy. Like, these guys are on their shit. Yo, and, and am I off where I think it's easier to DJ in a big room? It is. It is, right? I th- feel like, because for me, and I'm, I, I don't, you probably speak for yourself, I just feel like when I got the team with me, like I said, the lighting... This, you know, the visuals, everything, like, that's getting me going. Right. Or, like, they're going with me. Like, I could stop the song, and I don't have to tell them to turn off the lights. Like, boom, the lights yeah, cut off. So oh, yeah, like, like a show. Yeah, so, like, they're a part of the show, too. Like, and I don't think the cats in the West Coast realize that. I have a lot of arguments and even, like, constructive criticism for owners and promoters. I talk to them all the time. Like, yo, y'all should come check this shit out. Like, the way they do shit in Miami, I feel like it makes my sets better. Because mm-hmm. they're actually paying attention. They're actually 
moving the lights. It's not yeah. like we're just going to leave the lights on bright. It's going to be like that for 20 minutes. Gotcha. It's going to feel awkward. Like, like there's that, a light guy, like a DJ. Yeah, yeah. there's a light yeah. guy going with me, playing the, sometimes he's playing the songs, and in my mind, I'm like, how the fuck did he yeah. sync that so fast? Like crazy. Like good too. Yo, like, shout out to all the like, light guys out yeah. there, man. Y'all are slept on, bro. Nah, facts, facts. <laughs> I break. I'm always breaking my tips with the light guys. If someone paying me, uh, 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 like to play a song, bro, and I decide I want to do it, I'm always gonna break the light guys something, bro. That's I what like I did I yesterday to. when they threw some of the ones too. I'm like, yo, y'all keep all that. Yeah, I just kept the hundreds. Like, yo, y'all keep all the ones. <laughs> keep the hundreds. Y'all keep all the ones. Yeah, but some of that production shit gets a little crazy too. Because if you DJ at like a, you know, I won't say no names, but at certain places on the beach, it's like we've gotten to a point now to where the clients can control the DJ. So if you buy a table, they're they're gonna there's an there's a couple clubs on the beach, big clubs, I'm not going to say the names, but they have iPads in the DJ booth. And whenever there's a client, uh, it'll say, yo, play this song because they'll have a theme. Let's say um, it's going to be a Super Mario theme for the bottle parade. It's going to say Super Mario theme. The client wants to hear Lil Baby, whatever, whatever. You have 30 seconds. Now you're here like, that's why I had to get title on my laptop, on my Serato so I could get songs big. quick, bro. So now it's like, yo... You have a, a parade folder that they give you. You got to play the Super Mario theme song. The chick's going to come out with Super Mario costume and shit. There's going to be doo doo doo. And then now the bottle parade is like Super Mario themed. Now I got to go into this guy's little baby song and play it. Then I got to go to my, continue on my set. And those, th those things are coming like a lot, bro, every 10 minutes. And you're here like, bro, I just started playing hip hop. Now this client wants the, the Romanian national anthem and shit because yeah. he, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it gets a little, it's harder to do your thing now more than ever in Miami, especially if you're on the beach. Like a lot of, cause clients can pay for the DJ for songs now. And it's like, bro, we kind of like hoard ourselves out a little too much, you know? But I get it. They're spending 5K, let them choose a song. They're spending 8K, but it kind of fucks shit up too. That's what kind of happened with me last night in that situation where I like, they know me, so that's why they call me ahead of time. Like, yo, you know, you don't like doing this, but we're gonna need you to play these three songs. And mm -hmm. I was kicking and screaming a little bit, but at the same time, it ended up being beneficial at the end of the day because I did exactly how they wanted. And they, since they were so happy, it's like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's rare when it works out that way, though. Yeah, and it happens to me though too in LA. Like, there's another club where I remember one time BET weekend. It was like every three minutes. It was like presentation song, presentation. I was like, I couldn't even get in my rhythm. Yeah. And at one point, I remember telling the sound guy, like, all right, whatever you do, do not cut off dreams and nightmares. Because <laughs> it's like the song for this club, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a day club. That's the nuclear bomb. Like, you cannot fuck that up. I'm like, whatever you do, do not cut dreams and nightmares off. Like, and what's he do? He cuts it off. I ran to the other before side the drop, of the room. after the drop. But like, before the drop. No, during the song, like, I'm talking about like the height of the song. <laughs> I literally run across the room, go upstairs, damn near get in a fight with him. Damn near, I'm like thinking they're never going to hire me again at this club. And the owner texts me next day like, yo, man, I know you're passionate, but I need you to calm down. Like, I can't have you threatening the workers. I'm just like, yo, I'm passionate. It's I look crazy. Yeah. Like, if you cut the song, you as the owner and the lighting guy doesn't look crazy. The sound yeah. guy, it's me. Yeah. People look at me like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, why are you stopping the music? And like it was a crazy pop song that came on, so it's like I, they stopped the music, and it was like the craziest pop song. It was like I was like threw my hands in there and literally ran over there. But Dang. I explained to him like, bro, you can't do that to me. Like yeah. you leaving me out to dry. Yeah, if I tell you don't cut it, and I need one more minute, give me one more minute. Yeah, bro. They don't understand that because music is timing and the DJ dig, dig, dictates the timing of the whole club, bro. Y'all can't, they do that at other clubs too, bro. It'll be like, we need it right now. I'm like, bro, give me 43 seconds. Like, exactly. let the hook play of yes, the song, bro. Exactly. Like, 
People don't understand that and shit. And they'll be bro. like, no, I'm like, look, 40 seconds isn't going to throw you back. At the end of the day, we set songs up. So, like, yeah. if you're making me cut this song before the peak, you're fucking making me You just me wasted, wasted a, a spade. You, I wasted a spade, bro. Like, we're playing spade. Like, and let, let the chick stay in there with the bottle thing in the closet for, for 40 more seconds, bro, before they come out, bro. Shit is getting crazy outside. Like, and now, you bro, some of these clubs, you'll be like, okay, you do your, your, your hip hop set. Now you're going to go into Latin. You, you're two songs into your Latin set. Now it's like, yo, the client wants to hear pop smoke. You're like, bro, I literally just set up a whole Latin set. Now I got to go back. Like, it sounds nuts. Yeah. You, know? you don't get to get into that rhythm and shit, but. What's worse was Dubai. I'm banned from Dubai, but for real, before, yeah. Before I went, I was banned. I remember I went to go DJ out there. It was even worse. It was like every two minutes. Like I could have swore these motherfuckers were bringing out presentations for napkins. I'm talking about it. Shit was like every two minutes. I'm like, you got a Coca Cola, yo. Get yo, there. I told my boss, I don't even know how you do this shit. Like, I'm like, I can't even do it because like you can't build no more no rhythm. Like. You can't only get like a verse, a hook into it. And it's like presentation, yeah. presentation, song, presentation, presentation, song. I'm like, I don't even want to DJ. I'm like, I'm cool, bro. I don't want DJ. Yo, Wadre, why are you banned from Dubai though? For weed. I had weed on accident. Oh my God. Yes, bro, you're lucky weed. you're not like in a Dubai jail weed, right now. But it was, shit. bro, it was like the smallest amount. It was a real accident. I was coming from Miami, had weed in my fucking pocket. I told Tom Shum, like, look, I would never disrespect the country. I've been here before. You didn't get checked accident. going there? Or you, you you were on the plane with the bug the whole time? No, I was on the, I was already, bro, I was already across into Dubai. Our sound engineer at the time looked drunk or like high. So they pulled him over. We have a rule like, if you get caught, just say you're by yourself. And what's he do? He's like, I'm wow. with them. And then they bring everybody back to the other side of the border. Wow. And they, I'm thinking, I don't got shit. I'm laughing. Like, I don't got nothing. And she pulls it out. And I'm like, how much like, did you no have way. on it? It's like a little nug, like that, and a little piece of a backwood. At first, when she pulls out the nug, I'm like, she set me up. Like, and then when she pulled out the little piece of back, I'm like, fuck. Can't even say anything. And you didn't get into Dubai? I did. I actually ended up staying because I talked to the captain. I'm like, look, I got respect. I know Esco. He told me about this story. I would never do it on purpose. As you can see, I wasn't trying to conceal it. It was just mm -hmm. a real accident, mm -hmm. genuine accident. Like, I'm going to let you stay. Do your shows. I'm going to hold your passport. Don't get in trouble. Come back. And before you leave, you got to come back five hours before. So, like, they process me, fingerprinting, drug tests, make me sign this thing in Arabic writing. I'm like, what is this? He's like, sign it. When I sign it, he's like, you can't come back for 100 years. And he just laughs. And, like, it's like, get out of here. Like, What? Yeah. So you did your shows. You came back. And on your way out at the airport, you signed something that said you couldn't come back for 100 yeah, years. Yeah, I don't know even what it was. He's just, like, signing. I'm like. What is he's like signing? I I could have signed my life away at that moment. Yeah. Who knows? But he just like signed it the way he I'm told me. Keep it a buck. I feel like that's a win, bro. Because you could have easily like went to jail over there for no, like ten years on some Britney Griner shit, but for having a little thing of weed. Bro. No, facts, facts. It was a blessing. Like I still got to do the show, and I'm now I'm about to fight it because they just decriminalized it. Now really like in Dubai? Now it's like a five hundred dollar ticket. Wow. Like it's like a slap on the wrist. As to before, it was a bigger deal. Now you can actually get. Like the little ticket, fine, yeah. still go in. But Damn, I'm about bro. to get a lawyer and see if I can fight it. Damn. Where's your favorite place you've played at? Because you've been around the world. Oh, shit. I like playing in London. Like Wireless Festival was one of my favorite spots I ever played. It's like some soccer shit. Like motherfuckers Damn. chanting. Like, oh, like crazy. Like that. Uh, where else is dope? 
Mm, Tokyo's dope. They, they really fuck with music heavy out there. And out here in Miami. I love Miami. Like, I told you this earlier. I really fuck with Miami. So yeah, I'm you said you biased. might move out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come out here, Dre. What's I'm, I'm, I'm trying. We'll see. We'll see what happens, man. You know, we'll see yeah. what happens. Oh, damn. Um, and then we got Vegas. You said you were th- thinking about Vegas yeah. as well. How, what, what do you think? That, I haven't been to Vegas in a minute. What's What's the climate over there? I mean, Vegas is it's a lot better than it was before. Before there was no hip hop. Like you mm-hmm. couldn't do hip hop. It was all like EDM. Now, like a lot of these Vegas resorts have like. Hip hop artists everywhere, yeah. so like they mix. Except for Dre's, Dre's is only like straight militant R and B hip hop. I like doing that, but then there's like other spots like Resorts will have like Jack Harlow, but okay. they'll have like a DJ Snake, but they'll still have like a Ty Dolla Sign. And then there's like so like a, crossover vibe. Yeah, it's like cross like they'll mix it up. So it's like it's a, it's it's a small step because before, like I said, there was no hip hop clubs on the strip. Mm-hmm. So at least now you have a couple more options. I feel like you have to do hip hop now. Like, I, what else are you gonna? Absolutely, but even then, before it wasn't happening. But I've always like I've never been a fan of Vegas, bro. Because I always used to say it's kind of like Carnival Cruise Line in a, on a city. It's like it's like just a big Carnival Cruise Line. Like you just all just pop like like watered down like. Chris Brown, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like See, I, think I didn't of all fuck those, with like, that area. Exactly, I didn't fuck with that area. So I was like very against that. I was like, I'm just gonna play rap. I'm gonna DJ rap clubs, trap shit. Where like I don't have to play those type of records. Yeah. Like that's just not my shit. And like mm-hmm. I remember telling cats when the LMFL shit was popping, I'm like, bro, I'm gonna stay playing rap and hip hop because when it comes back around. I'm gonna be in the forefront of that. Yeah. And what happened? The shit died out and we was in the forefront of that. Yeah. Then you see like DJs who like switched and like they were like the open format, mm-hmm. party this and that. And then then they went to the rap and hip hop shit. But mm-hmm. you could tell the authenticity of like, do they really know these records? Like, do they really know what the hot shit is in the yeah. streets? Like you're playing the safe shit. I'm playing like the t- the cuts in between. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. He knows this shit. Who are the who are the okay, let's say the top five. Okay, I'm not gonna do Cali, I'm gonna do LA specifically. Top five LA DJs. Say you're one of the five in there. So tell me the other four that are on that are in the top five with you. Jeez, in the top right now? Or within yeah. like the last couple of ten years? Yeah, you could give me give me like three current and like two like OGs or or two. Damn. Let me see. Gotta go with a mark the spot. He's an OG. Who? Mark the spot. Okay. He's actually from Orlando. No, New York. He's from New York. But he's like been in the LA game for a minute, been doing like a lot of the high end shit for a while. He's one of the OGs. Um, other than that, as far as dope DJs, I would say my boy Bad, DJ Bad, um, Mikey Danger. And all these guys are like working right now? Yeah, like, like still like, working okay. like consistently. Just incredible. He's okay, doing, he's like, the only the one I know out of the people you yeah, said. Yeah, he's doing the um, Vegas shit now. And Night Train, who's doing like the highlight the okay. highlight room. I've heard of that name so too. So I would think those are like the five. They're like really They're starting out. five right now. They're like really, yeah. Like if I were to build a team, yeah. Okay. And then we got like a couple of the upcoming cats, like my boy Breeze, mm-hmm. my boy Swansea, uh, Z, Mass Appeal, um, those are like the cats that are working, you know what I'm saying, doing their thing too. Got you. And then the Bay Area, that's a whole different animal, right? You Bay Area, there's like, you got the Shabazz, Jay Espinosa, 
Miles Medina, which those two are like world champions. Yeah, like I know Jeff, those are a beast. Yeah, bro. those two cats. You, uh, so Fabes, Amen. Uh, who else am I missing? Jay Neal. Mm-hmm. Those are like the Bay cats that go super. How do you feel strong. about? Because you've always been, you, you've done radio. You know what I'm saying? You're part of that scene. How do you feel about radio right now? Are you still on the air, by the way? Yeah, I'm, still, I'm almost to six days a week. Plug, plug your shit, bro. Six, damn, days, six, days, six days a week. Six days a week on Real 923, man. I'm on Monday through Friday uh, from 11 to 12 with my boy Chuck. Actually, we've been number one in the market, so we've been like number one and number two, like overall. Been going back and forth, which is crazy. Cause like to say that like I'm on the number one station in LA, mm-hmm. like I don't think sometimes I like appreciate it enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't think uh, I like, Except like, damn, I'm on the number one radio station. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I'm sorry to cut no, you off, but as as an outsider looking in, it's crazy to just see how like real just came up and like got power like out of here. Like power. When I whenever I used to go to L.A., it was power, bro. Power one hundred six power. Like, I feel like that was the culture, like the the reflected L.A. And then real came and kind of like fucked everything up. Like, so I'm gonna tell you a story. I had the opportunity to go to either one, mm-hmm. and like I remember I went to Power one hundred six to do my first day. And they were like, what year is this? This is like 2010, maybe 11, maybe 10, 11, or 12. Okay. So they were like, they're like, are we going to bring you in? We're going to like ease you in. We're going to give you like these spots. So I go do the first night. And like, I just remember doing it and like looking around and seeing like who was like already above me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there's no way they're going to let these people above me are ever going to let me climb. So Mm -hmm. I remember thinking to myself when I woke up the next day, like, Normally, I would feel like I won a championship the next mm-hmm. morning. Like, you wake up, you know when you do something good mm-hmm. and you feel good about it in the morning? Mm-hmm. I didn't have that feeling. I thought I was going to be like, damn, I was on the radio last night. Like, yeah. I was like, you know what? I don't think this is for me. Like, the station, I, you're the saying. The station. Yeah. Even radio. I'm just like, I don't think it's for me. So then I didn't go back. And then I go to this Chris Brown concert maybe like a few days later. And like I see my people, they're like, yeah, we're starting this new radio station, blah, blah, blah. You should come by tomorrow. Like, And the next day I'm talking about like, I have like six calls from like my boss, Doc Winter, my boy AL, Drama, my boy Lake, Green Lantern. Everybody was like, yo, man, like you should do this shit. Like it's a good opportunity for you. And I'm thinking, yeah, because like it's a new station. Like mm-hmm. that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As the opposite, I'm looking at Power on the Six. Like I have all these big dogs mm-hmm. that have been here for a long time. Like. And you um, grew up with that. like Yeah, yeah. I grew up listening. So, so I'm like, there's just no way that these people are going to ever let me get on that level. So let me go somewhere where it's like, we're all starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. Like we're all in the same playing field. And I went to Real 92.3 and shit. The rest is history. We still here. Like, damn, I think I've been on for like eight years or something like that. I think more, dog. Maybe. Oh, maybe. you're saying you were the station. No, I'm talking about, I started when it started too. But I'm saying I think the station's like eight years old or something like that. And, like, it's one of the fastest stations to overthrow, like, the Heritage Station. I was going to say, that they got the Heritage Station at, like, you took them. Because what it was is there was no hip-hop station in L.A., right? So, at the time, just going back to the music goes in trends. I was going to say, because rhythmic hip-hop kind of disappeared. So, this, the music cycle kind of fucked that Power 106 up, too, as well. Because the, 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 the music cycle catered more urban, and that was, that is what real is. Exactly. We came and we were going to play all the R&B, all the hip-hop songs. Power 106, like, let's just say there's um, a Jeremiah Bad or Birthday Sex Remix. They're going to play the up-tempo, the version with the 128. 
Right. You feel me? They're not going to play They're going to the pop art. it out. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to play the art. Us, we're going to be the opposite. Of it. We're going to mm. give you the fucking R&B version of it. Yeah, the real so, one. Yeah, so it's like, that's what our success was like. All right, we're going to be true to the genre of hip-hop and R&B, and we have great people who like really study the analytics of music yeah. and like got this shit to a science. Like From the time you start, you know, where your talk breaks land, like the science of it was like, there's like a real science to like our shit. Hell yeah. To good design that clock, bro. That yeah. shit's crazy. Yo, I want to talk about the Latin market, bro, because um we were talking first of all, you're of are, are you a Mexican? Mexican? Yeah, yeah, I was Mexican. Hundred percent? Full, full Mexican. Full Mexican, but you were born in LA, right? Your yep. parents were are from are born in Mexico. Yeah, born in Mexico. Dope. Um, so we've always we were talking about the 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 recent um, you know, with Peso Pluma kind of leading the charge, uh, and we're playing like corridos in the club, which is crazy for the people that don't know. That's like tri- like Mexican music when you hear dun, 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 like that's like Mexican trap music, damn near, but yeah. like folk Mexican yeah, folk. Like trap the music. lyrics are like that, but yeah. like the the sonics and the way the vocal, I mean the way the beats are, is like super like, like folk. Yeah, that's what I'm saying like folk, yeah. damn near. And and we're talking about how that's finally exploded and crossed over. If you told me I would ever be playing in Miami corridos like Mexican music, I would tell you no way. Um, so I'm, first of all, I guess we could go to like the beginning. What is it about? Because you know, LA is is kind of like Miami in a sense where it's super Latino, but it's a completely different type of Latino. It's right. Central American, Mexican, you know, and it's it, over here is Caribbean, Dominican, Puerto Rican, Cuban, Colombian. It's a completely different you know, um, style. And how has the reggaeton been on the West Coast? Like, are there like, I guess, what do I want to ask? Like, are there like Mexican clubs over there? Like, 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 like where where did the Spanish people go? Okay. So there's different clubs. There's like, uh, like, which we call like paisa clubs. It's like the corridos, the Mm -hmm. bandas. That's always been there though. That's always been there. That's always been there. But there's always... Like reggaeton and all that has always been like popping since like the Daddy Yankee, Don Omar, like there was right. always from the like, first wave. Yeah, there was always like clubs and like cater, not necessarily in Hollywood, but like outside. So it's like Hollywood's like the tourist Hollywood, right? So then the reggaeton clubs would be outside, like more in downtown LA, East LA. The first time I was in LA ever, shout out to um uh Big Sife. He's yeah. like, yo, I'm going to take you to the Hialeah of LA. He took me to East LA. Bro, people like in cowboy boots and shit. I was yeah. getting a taco from, he's like, it's the best taco spot. And and it was a different culture, bro. What? Why do you think it took so long? Shout out to Peso Pluma. He's like the bad bunny in Mexico right now. Why do you think it took so long? How come we didn't get like a Mexican, I guess, reggaetonero or like someone to cross over like before? How come it took so long? You know what I'm saying? That's a good question. And just from my perspective, I just thought, that like that's not our culture. That's not like reggaeton is like for Mexico. That's not their thing. That's not right. what they. That's why the corridos took off the way because that's our thing. Right. You feel me? So it's like we're good at that. And when the right person comes along and is talking the right shit, mm-hmm. dress fly, kids can relate to him. Mm-hmm. He's not over here in a fucking cowboy hat. Right. He's in Balenciagas and right. Givenchy. Mm. Like. Then this new generation can gravitate to that. They rebranded it as exactly. something like it's like fly kids yeah. doing it now. Like the cool kids are doing it. Corridos, that's crazy. So that's what it is. Like these kids, like Nathaniel Caño, Junior H, um, Peso Pluma. Like I said, like they're dressing like fly, like Supreme, Gucci, Chanel, v, like all the fly shit. It's like a reggaetonero would, mm-hmm. but they're doing corridos. So like that's why I think the appeal is bigger. Cause it's not so limited. If they were in boots and like, if it looked old, if it looked old, I don't think it'd be popping the way it is now. Mm. So I think now the younger generation 
could accept it as theirs. Yeah. Cause like, I, like this is cool. Like this isn't like my grandpa, our, pa- yeah. our parents' music. This is like our music that sounds like that, but he's talking about fly shit, talking about bitches, wearing fly clothes, smoking weed, mm-hmm. tra- trafficking, like shit like that. Yeah. that it's like rap. It's Spanish. so overdue to me because I've like we were saying, you know, Mexico was the biggest Latin, you know, country. And it's like, yo, like I feel like there's such a huge population of Mexican kids waiting, like, who's gonna be our guy? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like finally it happened, bro. Like there, there was never Mexicans pulled up at my club at my brunch, bro. Now they're they're squatted up now, like they got a whole new bot now. Now they're, bro. Proud, now they're proud yeah, they're asking like for the like. random corridos too. Like they, they, it opened the door to add for like just ask for the randomest corridos. I'm like, bro, I can't play that, bro. Like in Miami, we're still getting used to that sound, bro. Like I could play maybe a little three song set, you know. Play, you know, Peso Pluma, the Bad Bunny, Grupo Frontera one. Like, it tripped me out in Colombia the other day when I was out there and hearing it. I'm like, damn, like, this oh, you're Mexican in Colombia? Yeah, I'm like, this Mexican shit is jumping. Farruko did a corridos. So now we got Puerto Ricans making corridos, you know? And I like the Peso Pluma reggaeton. Are you playing that? The La Bebe shit? Yeah, that, that, that shit was is hot. He sounds good. Over, like, yeah. that's the best, like, Mexican over reggaeton that I've heard, bro. Even like, Bad Bunny doing the Grupo Frontera, like, that's a great collaboration, like, which just helps that whole genre, like, Cause all those guys like fuck with each other musically, so like that push when you have the biggest artist who has a big platform and you have them jump on your music, it's like a a gust of wind for mm-hmm. that genre. Like, all right, y'all go, and now you see this is charting top ten. Like, yeah, even to the point where like Bad Bunny got nominated for a fucking Grammy, like which is not Latin Grammys, like the real Grammys. Like, yeah, I hate the fact that they even have Latin Grammys. Like, yeah, I hate that. It's like it's almost like. Like stereotyping, like putting them in a box. Right. Oh, y'all laugh. Because now, like, now genres are all, there's no, I feel like there's no genres anymore, really. There are, but like people are mixing boxes now and shit. So I feel like anything can go. reach number one. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, why categorize it still? You know, like, I don't know. It's just the old way of thinking, like, oh, you got the Latin Grammys. Like, no, we should be a part of the regular Grammys. Like, damn near feels racist in a yeah. sense. Like, it's gonna get a point where it's gonna be like, ah, right, yeah, maybe y'all should just be included in the regular Grammys. Like, is there the Chinese Grammys? Is yeah. there the Black Grammys? Is there, yeah. you know, what is I'm the saying? Co- country music has their own shit, but are they? Part, I don't know. I don't even know if they got their own shit. Yeah. I don't I'm know they got saying, like, like the country like music awards. I've always hated that. Like, yeah, when there was like such and such Latinos, like. Why couldn't they just be signed to Def Jam? Like, yeah. why is it got to be the Def first Jam? Latino? The first. Why like, does it have to be like Interscope Latino? Like, why couldn't it just be like yeah. on Interscope? Like me being Latino, yeah. I take pride in that. Well, I'll tell you this, man. It, it does get hard, especially on the beach when like it's so many because DJing a homo, homo, homogenous party where it's mostly one type of people. It's easier, but like for example, you'll be on the beach. A spot I used to do when it was difficult for me is because you'll have. The girls want to hear Bad Bunny, right? I'll never forget. I was playing Bad Bunny and some dude's bottle comes out and it's the Porto Bonito, like the biggest Bad Bunny song. But I got this dude from Memphis, hood dude from Memphis, just pulled up and his bottles are, are, are popping during his parade. And he's like looking at me like the DJ booth, like shaking his head, like, yo, what the fuck is this? And in my head, it was like, bro, this is the big, these girls are going crazy. So I feel like it's hard to make everybody happy. Like, you know, like it. It's always like half the club is like, yo, what is this? And then the other half is like waiting for the music to change, you know? I was just having, tell, talking to someone. I was like, if you can make over 50% of the club happy, you did your job. Mm. More than half of the people, even if it's 51%, like you did your job. Because you got to understand, like, you can't please everybody. Yeah. And like people don't realize that. Like people think just because they could play music in a car, it's going to translate. Like there's a fucking science to the way 
we like I feel like somebody like you like you get it like we think about songs in a way where like we know how to program our shit. I'm not gonna play Pound Town or whatever the biggest song. I just say because it's the biggest song right now where I'm at, but I'm not gonna play that at twelve. I'm gonna play it at one thirty, right? One fifteen, one twenty, but right. I'm know the steps that I'm gonna take to get there, right? You know what I mean? Like so, people don't realize that they're like, oh, we need you to play this song. You might be cutting us off and like in the middle of something that's very important, like just for the song fucking up our whole flow. So. Yeah, every song is important when you're DJing, bro. It's like playing spades. I always say that, bro. Like, yeah, because we don't want to play the same the song end. twice. Like as a DJ, I, I hate, know I hate bro, that. I hate, I hate that. that shit, bro. That that's. <laughs> I hate playing the same song unless it's a song that I really fuck with. I'm like, yo, I gotta play. Yeah, this did, shit yo, twice. DJ, the DJs that proudly play the same song twice, y'all are whack, bro. Like, like if if you have to do it because it's a request or like a client or something like that, I get it. But the goal should always be not to. Try to play the same song twice, bro. I never, bro. I, I was. I could have a four-hour set, bro. I could have a five-hour set, and I will not repeat a song. No, nah, facts. And yesterday I was DJing some shit, and like the person performing was just like all over the place, and like they're trying to play big songs early at like twelve, and I'm just like looking, and I'm like, I even tweeted some shit. I'm like, yo, I don't care what songs you play before me. If I play the song after you, I'm gonna still play it better, even mm. if it's an hour and a half, two hours later. When people forgot about it because you played the song so goddamn early, yeah, it didn't reach like the potential. Yeah, like if you play a certain song at eleven fifty and it's halfway empty, like you're doing a disservice to yourself and the song. Like you're not gonna give set it up for the right moment. and the night, and you're disrespecting the other DJ. Do you think that's gone though? That like clat that the opener knowing like having having code and morals. I think that's out the window now. I feel like this person really does it on purpose. The way they was mixing, because like there was no this person can mix, right? Like they know how to catch beats, but at one point they were just like echoing out and going from like seventy BPMs to like a hundred. Oh, just then, sporadically. Just like yeah, hits. like it's like all right. There's no rhyme or reason. Like I could understand like if you're ignorant to the fact, then that's cool. But like if you start seeming like all right, I'm a cut this song and go to this big song go from cut a it. to a like yeah bounce like from yeah a to a. you're not even like you're just being so blatant with it mm. to film like all right mm. that and when i get on i end up playing like the most opposite shit of that yeah. like i play you like kill them with like an r&b or some shit Bro, like i ended up playing a house song because they were playing like all traps and like little did this person know the dance floor was all girls that was ready to dance and explode mm. and there was like a couple of tables but there was enough tables to where like you know what? If I play this pop shit, I'll get old, I'll get on because the two hundred people that are dancing right there are gonna bring up the party. Yeah, the tables aren't all set, so I could I can there I could wait. Yeah, they could wait for the fucking cheap what's, keeps. They could wait for that because it's not all. Everybody's not here. Yeah. All the tables aren't here. The floor fillers are here. Those are the people that want to hear like "Boys a Liar," "Ice Spice." You feel me? Yeah. And this girl's like trying to play all the hot trap shit early. It's like you. You're just showing me you're not seeing what's going yeah, on. Yeah, right and you're not even realizing a lot of times like the 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 going left and playing a different genre will get you more of an impact than just playing hits, a bunch of hits. That's like, what hit. I did. So yeah. when I jumped on, I played like this like Miami type shit and it was just like the exactly what I thought. The people on the floor started going crazy. I did that for 15 minutes, mm -hmm. wait for the other tables to come. Then I started yeah. getting to my trap shit. Yeah. And my Spanish shit before I get into the trap shit. It's like if you're a good DJ and you've done this shit long enough, you you know how to read the room, the body languages, the other DJ. It's a bigger picture. It's like an energy and a vibe that you have to see. Like I always tell people, I'm like a an observer, people watcher. 
Mm. Like a part of my job is people watching because that's how I get good and know how to read the room and know what to do. If you're not paying attention, you're going to be lost out there. That's a fact. Yeah, I think I think that code and honor and like, you know, when I was opening, when I was a JIT and I was young, like I had them a code to follow. If I played, a, if I burnt a song, what? I take Bro. pride in being a good opener. Like if I got to open for somebody, yeah. it's because A, I respect you enough to open for you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take pride in that opening set. Like Sometimes they're more fun than that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like there's some gigs where I get to open for myself because it's like a full like, I'll do 11 to 2. Mm -hmm. So, like, I take pride in the opening set because, like, all right, I'm playing all these songs. I'm in this good rhythm. And it's like you're challenging yourself. Like, all right, how do you play all these older songs without having to play the new hot shit? But people still just not complain. Yeah. Like, oh, you're just playing all old shit. It's like, nah, like, you know, you're playing some shit. Yeah. We were talking about that, how, like, new music just isn't connecting like that anymore. No, nah, it's, it's like the old, old shit is getting, you know? If I play, I'm on that good cushion alcohol, bro. People are going to sing that whole little Wayne verse like it just came out. And then Facts. I'm going to play like a new little baby. And it's like, it's cool for maybe the first 13 seconds. There's a little bounce in the room. But after 10 seconds, it's like, bro, what's the next song? You know, like the, the, the new music is not sticking, bro. It's weird. We was talking about that. We were just saying it's like, yeah, just like you said it perfect. It just doesn't stick. It's like, just because it's a new song doesn't always make it a better song. Mm. People want that familiarity. People in the club, they want to know, they want to party to a song that they know. They don't want to hear some shit like, oh, yeah, this the new Drake. No disrespect to Drake, but it's like, okay, that's cool, but. You know what's crazy? Sometimes I feel it is like that in New York. It's more of a trendy, like, yo, we're, we're like over there, I feel like it's more like we're going to play the new trendy hot shit. And if you're still playing old shit, you're not as cool. I feel like it's weird how they, like over there, they digest music like if it's like a song is a trend. And, and you know, like if sometimes I go to New York and I play and I'm like, damn, I feel like they're too, they want the new shit. Like it's weird. Over here, I feel like people are more conservative with their listening and they just want to hear, like you said, what's familiar. Over there, it's like they're more open to hearing like what's cool, like what's the new cool shit, you know? But yeah, that's another, you you ever um fuck with New York? Like. I fuck with it a little bit. I haven't been out there too much since like before the pandemic, but it's just like a whole different scene as far as like New York. Like they got like the out the ultra lounges and all that shit, which is cool. But that's not for out there. It's just not something I really want to go do. You know, what I'm yeah. saying like if I was gonna do some, it would have been like the marquees, the towel type shit. But yeah, one thing about me, I'm very picky. But like I feel like I'm picky in the sense of like cities I like to go DJ at. Got you. Like, I like to stay in certain markets where I know I could excel, be myself, don't have to switch up too much. And what are those top three markets to you? For me, it's, of course, it's the home, Vegas, and Miami. Okay. And then, like, those I are got three the biggest. I, and then I got honorable city, honorable mention cities like uh, San Diego, which reminds me of like a Miami, reminds me of like a Miami vibe in the sense where like you could play like open format and like the older shit's gonna ring off more mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. the new shit. Cause it's like, People that go out on the weekend, there's different people that go out Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday crowd, they want to hear the new shit. They want to hear the young nudies, the eggplants. Mm -hmm. They want to hear all that new, new, new shit. Pussy people, rap. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the weekend cats, they want to hear the old shit. They want to hear the Travis Porters, the A-Ladies. They want to mm -hmm. hear the, the shit they know. Like, So it's two different crowds. It's two mm. different styles of DJs. Like the weekend warriors. Where you got like the cool industry, the regular, the reg the, the regular nightlife people that are really tapped in, really know their music. So it's like shit that I could play on week weekdays. Sometimes I can't play it on weekends. So you said the honorable mention was San Diego and what else? Um, 
the San Diego and the Bay. Just because I know the Bay, right, like right. inside, and I'm like honorable Bay guy. Like people think I'm from the Bay because I really fuck with the Bay. What's the tub. difference between like LA and in the Bay? Like, so like, different. Yeah, so it's like North world. Cal and South Cal. It's a whole different world. So the Bay has their own music, like uh, Mac Dre. Let me Too tell you. Short. So I went to the Bay for the first time last year. Yeah, and. Uh, the Bay I've always wanted to go to because I feel like it's like there's a strong local culture. You yeah, know what it's I'm like saying? They, they love yeah. their music, like their local, older music. They fucking like. Argh. So I stayed like three days in 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 Horford, Horford, kind of by Oakland on that side, and then I spent three days in in San Francisco on the other side. And I told my boy, I was like, bro, take me to the clubs where I want to hear. He's putting me onto the music, and I put on the got put on to some guy named Mike Smith. Or not Mike, Mike Sherm. Mike Sherm. Like, yeah. Back up, back up, back up. I'm wearing all white. I'm like, because Bay Music always worked in Miami. Heavy. Like that tempo, that bop always worked in Miami. So yeah, man, I love the Bay Area culture, bro. The accent, like the way they talk. It just There's a whole culture behind it. It's everything. The way they dress, talk, dance, everything. You know? It reminds, I would say it's like the West Coast version of New York. When sense were like, they have their own scene, their own way they dress. They talk like they're in their own world. Like, People in the Bay or like New York were like, they don't think anything else exists. Like mm -hmm. there's their own world. Like it's just the Bay and that's it. And mm -hmm. like people in New York be the same way. It's like, it's just New York. Yeah. And then there's the rest of the world. So yeah. like <laughs> they're similar into that. And like out there, there's like, they're still into like their legacy music, like the Mac Dre, mm. the Blow the Whistles. Um, I'm feeling myself. So like when you play that, it, the songs could be 10 years old, but you would think this shit just came out. Like, but you, and you know what's shit. crazy is that their sound hasn't really changed. Like, like the, the, the new cats are still keeping that sound alive. Yeah. From the, so you could bounce back and forth between the old bass shit and the new bass shit. It'll blend perfectly and still keep that same bop. You know what I'm saying? No, like, facts. Like their tempo. They got yeah. their tempo that they stick with, which is like the even, but Even the bass lines, it'll be like, donk, donk, donk. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. And it's like that say that that gritty baseline, and you just let it breathe over that tempo, bro. It's like that Bay Area bop, bro. And it's like you said, you have the old shit from Mac Dre that has that vibe, and then you have the new shit like Mike Sherman. Nah, the Bay and Area. the funny thing is, the Bay is like cousins to Detroit. So if you notice, like the Bay and Detroit have synergy. That's interesting you say that, bro, because when T Grizzly came out with First Day Out. Uh, these are alive. What is he? And I was like, bro, it's like, I'm like, this guy's a Bay Area artist. Exactly. Off rip, I thought he was a Bay Area. Even his accent, his flow. So I've never heard anyone say that. And it's interesting that you say that because I always thought he was from the Bay and he was from Detroit. And you're telling me that there's a close. There's like a synergy that like people from the Bay always say that too. Like that's like their cousin. Like Detroit is like the cousin of the Bay. Yeah. Like musically and like. Like accent wise, I could see it. Stylistically, like. Yeah. And even like those beats, like just think about it. A lot of those beats sound like Bay Area beats. Like shit from like the Detroit sound kind of yeah. has that feel of the bass. Right. But they just have their own cadence, which kind of like gives them their sound. So it's like rapping over bass style beats, but with their lingo and their their uh, flow. Yeah. So that's kind of where. I feel like they both say like if you add. Uh, <laughs> Whenever I meet someone from the Bay, I'm like, yo, say five. And you're like, five. Like, <laughs> like right now. And then I say, say right now. They'd be like, right now? We've been gang banging since we were five. Yeah, that's like, that E-40 slang. Yeah, man. bro. That's funny, dog. Yo, Dre, uh, plug all your social media. Um, Listen, at Dre Sinatra, Twitter. You can only scroll six to 800 times now. So Elon, fix that. Twitter. What do you mean? What? The um, I guess there's something right now where you can only look at like 600 posts oh, per day. That sounds like a lot already. Like, sound like a good thing. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. But it's like, just think about. Imagine being 
limited. Like you can only look at 600 pictures yeah. on Instagram. Like, how, how you feel about Elon taking over Twitter? Because you are a Twitter. I think of all my friends yeah, that are I'm like Twitter, tweet Twitter. I'm a Twitter to guy. Yeah. Like I'm a fucking Twitter heavy guy. I'm like, how do you? How are you such a fucking genius with like this astronaut shit, but such an <laughs> idiot with a fucking app? Like that just goes to show you, like you could be real smart in one area, but like be real yeah. ignorant and naive to think Keep like put- it's easy to run it because I'm fucking so smart with cars and this, I could run this app. It's like, bro, no, yeah. you can't. Like that's why there's people that really do this shit. Yeah. Everyone's buying checkmark now and shit. Checkmarks yeah, and shit. And so Instagram. Like, Instagram. A lot of people spent four five K to get a check mark on Instagram and now you got like David Benderman like ago, just bro. put his whole name in. I almost did that a long time ago. I'm that's I like thank myself for not doing it. I'm like, thank you for fucking So you don't you don't have that. You don't have that, right? No, nah, never had okay. it. I was supposed to get verified. I'm talking about get verified through the station, through like uh, iHeart. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like for some reason they would not fucking do it. I'm talking about like we had workers at Instagram that verified everybody else but could not get my so, page verified. So, and I so, almost did it. I almost gave up the five, like two, three, like right before the pandemic. And I'm like, so let's 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 offend some people right now. Let's offend some people. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell me if you're rolling with me. If you agree, you DJs out there that paid to get verified, and now you got your government name. You got DJ David Benderman, or like, what is it? Like, a lot of these DJs, I didn't even know what their name was. Now they got their whole name. It's like DJ, uh, uh, whatever, DJ Spanky, and now it's like, you know, Spencer uh, Morhaime. It's like, bro, I think that shit looks crazy to me. Like, having your government name as like, just to have the blue check, like, I don't know. Some people may agree, and some people may not, but. I think now that verification doesn't mean anything. It's like it's out the window. That's why I don't want it anymore. That's what like I'm it saying. lost the, for something to have value. Not everyone can have it. It's got to be hard to obtain for something to have value. Absolutely. So now if it's just something that anyone could buy, there's no value in having the blue check. Now it's just like, oh yeah, you pay fucking to have that check. Like, and now it tells is. me that you're one of those type of people that would pay to feel validated. Yeah. Now they're, they're, it comes with that too. It's kind of disgusting to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so one of my boys, I asked him about it. So I'm like, yo, I, I clowned him a little bit. I'm like, hey, yo, I'm like you pay to get that verification. And like, he gave me like this answer and like, he could be right. He could be wrong. It could just be him just, you know, joshing me. But he's just like, he's like, I'm a promoter. He's like, it's better for my algorithm. He's like, I pay so my posts are more visible. And like, is that true? And that's if that's what, true, then that's the first utility. Where that's I a, give that's you- what I told him. I said, yo, I said, if that's true, like I see what you're saying, but still on the outside looking in, you still look crazy yeah. because it's like you're paying for the thing. But then like, if somebody doesn't know that, they're going to look at it like, look at this motherfucker. Yeah. He's fucking paying for a blue check in 2023. Are you nuts? He's fixing my algorithm. <laughs> I'm not rolling with that but, one. But like I said, it was a good answer. I'm like, damn, like he made me stop me like Yeah. If there's utility in it, like for example, Twitter, if you have the blue check, it comes with things. Like you could edit your tweet. I think you could do some other thing. You could upload you could, 4K videos. You yeah, could do like cer- an hour. You could upload like an hour. Yeah. Or so there's like actual tangible things that come with the paying for it, you know? Now you can actually look at six thousand posts instead of six hundred. So if you're <laughs> if you're so that's the thing. You could look at six thousand posts if you're verified. And if you're not, you can look at like six or eight hundred. Yeah, you think uh, I, I I think sometimes that Twitter's bad for you, bro. Like I like just seeing too much information. I feel like it's bad. for That's me. how I feel about TikTok. I don't even have TikTok, yeah, but like even, yeah. there's people that like everything is like I learned this on TikTok. I seen it on TikTok. I seen this hack. Hack is just short for like oh you just barely got put up on game. Like <laughs> everything's a hack. Like 
a shortcut. Hack. You want to yeah, learn that you want the short, the but easy way out. Everything's a hack. Like how to, ha- it's like, bro, like this shit's been around. Like, <laughs> like TikTok is not the first thing. Like y'all just barely like finding out on TikTok. So it's like TikTok hacks. And like every time it's like, if I got paid for every time someone's like, I seen it on TikTok, it's a TikTok hack. I'm like, bro. You better get that shit out of my fucking face. Like I feel like LA, this is okay, this is the difference between LA and Miami right now. Miami is the only fans capital, and I feel like LA is like the TikTok capital. Yeah. Like people go to LA to be TikTokers. People come over here to start their OnlyFans career. I'll take the OnlyFans. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'll take the OnlyFans, bro. You could you could you could date a a girl that had OnlyFans? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the one right behind with the camera. Hey. Yeah, but you got to get a piece of that, right? Shit, come on. Yeah, you got to get 20%. 20 per, yo, these girls out here, I interviewed a girl, but she makes 20K a month from OnlyFans, bro. Only lingerie picks. I'm like, dog, isn't it crazy? I know the world isn't fair, but isn't it crazy that a, a woman could just take off her clothes and make 20 times the amount of a guy who like made the street for us to get here or some shit? Like, <laughs> shit is crazy. This is the times we live in, man. Like, you know what I mean? Now that like Playboy isn't relevant no more, it's like, all right, what type? Of, I'm going to go on OnlyFans. Or some people do it because it's like, oh, I want to see what she looks like naked. I'll pay the 15 bucks. Yeah. Like, I did it is, one time to see I've a chick it, from I've, high school that I had, I knew from high school. She had her OnlyFans. I was, bro, I felt so guilty. It was the first time I hit subscribe. I was like, ah, I put credit card. And then I unsubscribed right away. Well, like, was it worth it? Nah. Uh, she was charging like a smooth six ninety nine. So, I, but wait, How was the content? Was it, it was, like it was, full on? It was, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to see it because she was from high school. You know what I'm right. saying? But like the regular dudes that are out there just subscribing to OnlyFans and just like, gassing these girls up it's destroying the world bro these girls have girls that are like sixes and sevens are running around like they're nines and tens thinking they deserve to be with trey songs and shit like <sighs> game is nuts out here Drew. nah it is bro i get to see that's why i'm still single having no kids man i gave up hope I'm just gonna move out nah, the country don't give up hope dog i'm gonna oh, just move out the country you could get your hope back if you go to columbia yeah, we just go to columbia that's what train, i'm saying bro i'm gonna move go to columbia retire and find my colombian queen and What's your vibe in Colombia, bro? Because I cause, love it. I yeah. want to move. I want to retire out there. I've always yeah. liked Colombian women, but like going out there, just yeah. like certified and stamped. And like, is there Colombian women in LA? Very rare. Yeah, it's like finding a unicorn. And you know, you know, you know what really pissed me off. I'm going to Asia, and they invited me to play the Colombian Fest, which is a movie in LA. And like, I get back the day after. Damn. I'm like, yo, I've always wanted to go play this Colombian Fest. And the one time they hit me, Damn. shout out my dog Crucial too. The one time they hit me, it's like, can't Damn. do it. That's like saying you don't get that flavor over there. You know the flavor that I like on the West Coast? I mean, I, I just don't get it in Miami is I've never been with an Asian. I feel like if you want to get like a bad Asian, you got to go to the West Coast. Yeah, like uh, the, the Bay and Long Beach have the best Asian girls, like Filipino, like and dope it, Filipino know, culture girls. And it's interesting, you know what another flavor I had? It was the first time I had the flavor and she was from the Bay and a lot is East African. <sighs> yeah. Bro, she was- uh, Like Eritrean? Eritrean, uh, Somalian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Habesha, I think, is like the yeah, type of girl. Yeah, they have a lot of cool, like Eritrean. <sighs> Wavy, bro. Yeah, yeah. They're like, give me like, kind of give me like Dominican women vibes a little bit. Yeah, Woo. yeah. Nah, they're cool. I'll fuck with that. Yeah, shit. Dre, I appreciate you pulling up, bro. Appreciate you, man. Thank Um, you, man. Shout out all the DJs, too, man. Yeah, anything else you want to promote? Any other projects you're working on? (sighs) I'm about to go on tour with Tide All Sign. I'll be on tour from September 12th to end of October. Motion tour. I'm going to be doing the opening set in between acts. That's the Asia tour you were telling me? No, the Asia tour is in July. So I'm actually going back on the road with Tide 
from September to October, and I'll be doing like the opening sets in between every act. Fire. So I'm excited about that, man. But you know, come tap in. You know, we're doing the show out here too, Oasis. First time mm. he's actually done a tour stop. So be interested to see, man. Got to pull up on the kid, bring Miami yeah. on the rocks. You know what I mean? There it is. Dre Sinatra, Miami on the rocks. Bow.